His parents are far from here, if they're even alive. Then I will adopt him as my own. But daddy is a state of mind, you know what I'm saying? I'm your daddy. Welcome everybody to Back in My Day. My name is David Petrangelo and this week the not-so-stereotypical millennials are wrapping up the latest season of The Mandalorian. Season 3 is now behind us. We are literally just moments away from uh, watching it for some of us. So we're uh, we're pretty fresh, we're pretty raw, we're going to just jump right into it. There's lots to talk about. Um, we're back on the Star Wars train and this week I am lucky enough to be joined by Michael R. Power. Ian Walter. Gentlemen, thank you for holding down the fort uh, in the latest episode that I was not able to make. I'm not going to complain. I was on vacation and you guys were able to uh, talk Star Wars. So I think I think we're OK. I think we were kind of covered. I think we're, we're good to go. So let's reconvene. Let's talk about the finale. Let's talk about things that led up to it and uh, where we think things might go um, when the next season rolls around or the next show that is coming to Disney Plus as well, which will likely be potentially linked to this but ian i think you'll be the expert on that to kind of uh guide us with that with mm. a little bit more deeper information so uh um, we had a we had a bit of fun talking about the star wars celebration announcements yeah exactly yes episode. yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. welcome back dave we missed you at the last episode but I know. Uh, we're glad we, we said we had to have you on for the finale because we yeah. know how much you love star wars um you know you were on vacation so you didn't get to talk to us so I don't know if you won or lost that match, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was able to uh, to listen to you guys uh, just after I got back. So it was a nice little welcome present there. I was able to upload it and listen to you guys as I edited and 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 all that kind of stuff. So it was good. It was it was fun to um, it was fun to be able to watch Mandalorian also on vacation, which was kind of cool. My uh, the Disney Plus was actually working in the hotel, so I didn't get to I didn't miss the episode, which is great um and because you guys talked about it just briefly i really liked the couple of episodes that led up to it um i really enjoyed uh what they had to offer and what it set up i thought it was pretty interesting and i think this i mean literally the finale we're gonna spoil everything here so if anyone's listening does not expect that expect spoilers fully right up front but i think like what the second that the previous episode ends the finale picks up on which i love when shows do that makes sense that they did it that way because that's just the way the flow of what the story was doing but i did find it very interesting i thought that this latest episode briefly was um uh shot really well i really liked the way that it looked i thought the action scenes were really cool and i thought that the way that they chose to I don't know if it's if it's just direction or if it's sets or if it is just, you know, how the animation is. But when they're when the Mandalorians were flying in to the planet and fighting and knocking the guys out in midair and stuff with the jetpacks, I thought those scenes looked awesome. They're really cool. And I don't think we've seen anything like that before and definitely not seen to this quality. So those are actually my favorite moments, those really brief moments of uh of the armorer and uh and Bo-Katan flying through the air and knocking people out with the dark saber and their weapons and stuff. I thought those looked awesome even though they were all fully CG. I thought they were great. And uh and we'll get into details of of sort of how things uh, wrap up and everything. But I, I enjoyed this episode. I thought it was really good. Um and uh yeah, overall I enjoyed the final couple of episodes and and overall I've I have enjoyed this season. Um Mike, 
I know you've had ups and downs with some of the character development, specifically with with Din and Grogu and all that. We can get into more detail as things go along, but uh, but what were your overall thoughts of the uh, of the finale? Yeah, I was really high on the season um, going into this episode compared to where I was at when you know the the halfway mark. Right. But I thought the episode was a bit um, nothing unexpected, really, a bit generic for a Mandalorian ending. To be honest, I thought I I wanted to be blown away like I was at the other finales, and I was kind of just it was good. Um, but it wasn't great, but it was sure. good. And it, it wrapped everything up really nice and neatly. There was no twists and turns. There was nothing unexpected. It was just like, you know, they defeat the bad guy, they take their planet, and Din and Grogu retire on a ranch, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so nothing, there's not a really, to be honest for me, there's not a lot to like chew on here or a lot to analyze or a lot to what's next, you know? Nothing, nothing hinting at what ne- what's next, nothing nothing deeper than just that really yeah so there, there was no was, like massive cliffhanger like there has yeah, no been massive in the cliffhanger, past. no yeah brand new revelation no new character you know like how we got new characters coming like luke you know right no new no no twists no no big deaths you know so it's kind of like what ian has been mentioning this has been a season to to for the Mandalorians to get their planet back and that's kind of what happened and i guess the din and grogu story is now nicely wrapped in a bow and they can go on and tell seasons forever about their adventures and they can always come back to their ranch right. and <laughs> i guess that's the idea i don't know so yeah, yeah but I'm, if, I'm, if i'm being honest i would have preferred this show stop at season two i don't know if the season right. three was worth was worth it for me um it was a fine episode of television but the nowhere near the heights of the first two seasons and i like to see them take bigger swings than, yeah. than this whole season I, took us I, in general. So yeah. that's my thoughts. I, I'm on the same page with like the bigger swings thing. I, I, I do think that it was still fun and well done and everything. Yeah, it was but, still fun. It was well made. It was entertaining. But your, your points sure, are taken. But, I, I think yeah. I think you have something. You you have something there for sure, I think. Um, all right, Mr. Ian, we've waited. <laughs> we've waited until last. Uh, uh, the shit it's all over. Last. Just <laughs> <laughs> shit I, was, over I was hoping... For you guys to be like overly positive as a, as opposed to like just so I could throw a little curveball from what is usually uh, you know <laughs> coming out of my end. No, I I obviously love Star Wars. There's no secret there. Um, and so I'm always gonna enjoy it, especially something as bombastic as this finale was. It was very good. I think um, I mentioned to you guys though, I rewatched the finale of the season two recently. Yeah, and that yep. is just by far Damn, my favorite episode, episode of. Star Wars television, like easily, and uh, and that was like to your point, power. That was like some powerful stuff. So, you know, as far as continuing the story, we hope that it gets to a place where it can reach those heights again. And I just, I don't think that it has had the chance to do that within this season. However, that being said, I think it's expanded a, a lot more on the Mandalorian culture and. Mm-hmm. Or the greater tapestry that the Mandalorians' impact have in in Star Wars certainly got a little chance to breathe here. So if if we get more, and it certainly seems that they're building towards like a big crossover event. We mentioned the big announcements out of Star Wars Celebration is that Dave Filoni getting getting his own directorial debut for live action on the big screen movie. Mm-hmm. Um. So so yeah. So if he's going to be trying to put together this 
massive scale sort of cinematic experience that involves the Mandalorians and everything else they're building in this sort of era, this new Republic era of Star Wars, then I'm all for it. Um, and I really enjoyed myself. It's just, it was this weird thing. I think we could have, I was excited to hear your thoughts, Dave, because we could have used your, maybe your balance, some, use some balance in the force last week as we kind of <laughs> spiraled out of control with our theories. <laughs> with our speculation, no, I don't know. I, oh, that's the other thing. I was, I, what, yeah, I was going to go. I was for well, you're, well, first of all, you're not the first people out there at all in the last couple of weeks to be like, oh, there's spies. And the, it, you know, it's not, it's not a, a stupid theory or one that should be really ignored. I mean, whatever people have ideas, they have ideas. You just, you just go with it and you have fun with it. Right. But I was going to start this episode, but I didn't, I also didn't want to shit on you guys or anyone else out there, but be like, so how about those spies boys? <laughs> spies, eh? <laughs> um, some, something funny that I read online, uh, the spies were the friends we met along the way. That, <laughs> yes. that actually comes from yours truly low, low nose. So shout out yes. to Romo. Uh, who we like to talk Star Wars with from time to time. So that, that I thought that was pretty funny. But no, on the real, like every title in this season has seemed to have served some sort of double meaning. So I was searching in a bit of a deeper meaning out of the title of The Spies because it has been consistently sort of the title has had a lot to do with Bo-Katan's journey. Yeah. And I think that's the strength of this season overall. My favorite part of it was we got a complete arc out of Bo-Katan and a strong return for her character to Star Wars. So I just think like having her introduced back in season two and then kind of paying that off throughout this entire season has been probably my favorite part for them continuing the show beyond two seasons. So I think like Bo-Katan was the strongest thing. Katie Sackhoff crushing it. As far as the spies go, it's, just, it's funny because, you know, they have these like very generic titles a lot of times, like the gunslinger, yeah. the child, you know, whatever it is, right? The client. So why not just the spy? And then maybe like we could still speculate. But when you say the spies, it does seem like there's going to be more spies kind of mm -hmm. hidden. Yeah, there's going to be like a, a couple of like double crossers you're going to find, or there's going to be like a team that you don't know you didn't know was a team. You know, like all all like sort of yeah. all the stuff you guys talked about in the previous episode. And but yeah, we we got a little bit of that in the Bad Batch, beginning the Bad Batch, which we also cover. Yeah. Like yes. So yeah. So there, you know, it it does happen. Maybe it would have been predictable, but either way. Um, we did get this two-part finale, and I think the strongest episode of the season for me was The Spies, funny enough. Um, and it yeah. was it, it had sort of the most to do with the story at hand. And then, like you said, Dave, a lot more action-heavy. But we got Rick Femiua directing both, so he kind yes. of got the, got the chance to tell a complete sort of two-part finale. Who moved nice. into the, the producer role for this season. For the whole season. Uh, yeah. For the whole season, right? So he's been yeah. executive producing from the beginning. And then he had, he obviously, you know, with that role, you have your hands sort of... Uh, in, uh, yeah, he, in, he in, made uh, his. Time, he so. got his first director gig in Star Wars on the second chapter, The Child. Yeah. Um, and then he went on to do the Prisoner one, where that uh, debuted Bill Burr's character, and yep. got to get to continue Bill Burr's, um, you know, Mayfeld story in uh, Chapter Fifteen, The Believer. And then, like you said, he's been an executive producer this whole season, and they gave him both of the two final episodes. Which yeah, is pretty sweet. Oh, and the uh, the apostate he directed, right? So he did. Oh, he uh, did that one too. Okay, he did yeah, yeah. the the first one of the season, and then the final two. So yeah. it did it did wrap in a bow, like you said, power, and it it goes, it 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 does fit this. It's funny the title of this one was the return. I feel like it is a return to sort of the status quo 
for as far as Din Djarin and Grogu goes, because like you said, they can go on and do adventures and we can get we can get a return to form for what we uh, were known to have with them in maybe the first two seasons going forward. They don't they're not necessarily bound to whatever narrative they're spinning out of this. Yeah. Uh, but they will be like, popping up in the spin-off. The episode could have used like another spot. Like it could have used some intrigue or something else going on than the very sort of I don't know. The very sort of straightforward wrapping everything in a bow. It was like wrapping this in a bow, wrapping this in a bow. That's what it felt like. It was like, you know, they, gonna they, inter- they introduced the second. clones, then kill his clones, then destroyed them. They destroyed the bit, his base on Mandalore. They just like, but I want to talk about like the, the worst part of the episode, which is like a super, super frustrating thing with lazy writing, I would call it, which is something that I'm used to seeing in like old school TV shows, like week to week, not streaming, which is like, the bad guy defeats the good guy. It's like a fake cliffhanger. It's like he's got him dead to rights. Like they had Mando. Like he had, for all intents and purposes, right. beat Mando. He easily could have killed him. For some reason, he's like, take him to the interrogation room. And it's like, like the reason Mando gets out of it is because, like, it's just like, oh, he just breaks out of his whatever. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, he yeah. just, because we need him to be free, he just breaks out. Like there's just two guards on him and he just like easily breaks out. And it's like, as much as it's I love John like Carlos Esposito, he was sort of, uh, I mean, he was, he looked like he was having a blast playing this character, but he oh, was yeah, also, he was yeah, like, yeah. Was more talking about that. That's a writing. No, but like, but like thing. the way he was written in these last two episodes, like you said, he's, he does come off as like the cartoon villain who just wants mm-hmm. like to win and just wants, you know, uh, everything to go. Well, he's just way. like, that's a, that's just like a stupid mistake that is, that no one would ever actually make um, in real but life. But it did offer, right. uh, like, It's like the James Bond thing, right? It's like the yeah. Dylan always at some point in the James Bond movie like ties him up and better killing him. And then later he's like, yeah. like, like then later tries to brutally murder him. Like, yeah, the they're so fight. determined like, to kill them until them. they finally yeah. get them. Yeah, yeah exactly. I will say narrative wait, wait, wise, it offered <laughs> the opportunity they break free for... They're so determined to get him. Yeah. offered the opportunity for Grogu to come back and help rescue Din for a yes. change. So there's yes. that. Uh, and then to play devil's advocate, because I give it a lot of shit for the title, The Spies, but, you know, what it did do on rewatch for me is it's setting up the suspense, um, kind of putting you in the same spot the Mandalorians are. Like, they were fractured for however long and not able to thrive as a people. And it's always because of their mistrust for one another, all the warring factions and whatnot. So what The Spies did do is it kind of gave you this idea that I did think as I was watching that we were going to get a double cross out of like Axe Woves or the Armorer and that something was going to break their efforts. And they came together in the end. You know, they, they, they won the battle for Mandalore. And the whole idea behind it was Bo-Katan saying like, we're stronger together as a people. So in a funny way, me like the twist is that there was no twist, but also that, um, the the spies is like the way they kind of alluded to the fact that there could be some sort of double cross and then didn't it kind of helped the the overall theme of the season in a way um so it was was an interesting choice but i don't i don't know i I, like i said minor nitpick i probably would have just called it the spy because Aaliyah Kane yeah, is yeah. clearly the spy in that. Yeah, scenario. it was that's a weird title. Whereas but every whole... other title seemed to have like this kind of yeah. underlying something else to it. Yeah. You're gonna say, Mike? No, I mean like her her uniting Mandalore, it just kind of fell flat. It almost it, it didn't it, I should have been more like excited when that when that shot was happening, but it was kind of just like meh, kind of saw this coming and like 
there was nothing enough in the show to show us like why the two factions needed to come together right it was just like brought that like why they couldn't they needed numbers alone. really and like, yeah that's... was that all it was like it wasn't i don't know it wasn't coming across well, to me it wasn't they that, just have I... all sorts of conflicting ideals so they can never kind of stay on the same page long enough to get anything accomplished and then yeah they, they, more yeah within. But the yeah. big thing that, was like, like the planet. Nothing could take them down. Was... The fact that the Empire was able to take them down was because they were yeah. already kind of fractured, just like the Avengers and Avengers and Well, and, and that go, but that also goes to Mike's point too, where it was a little bit more predictable with the way that it ended in the last, you know, before they sort of wrap everything up at the very end, like scene by scene, like the sort of battle scene at the end. It's almost like I, I don't know exactly what the line would have been, but in my head, I kind of saw you know, Din coming in and, and helping her at the end. And she says, Mandalorians are stronger together. It's like, well, yeah. it, that that is so typical ending of a movie. Like it's Ooh. just, a, it's a line, it's a scene, it's a result that we've seen before multiple times, like literally yeah. countless times, I would say. And it, it's not that it's bad. It's not that it's super corny. Yeah, it's, it's not just... that it's a terrible idea to do what they did. But it almost not that she needed to die, not that Din needed to die. It didn't have to necessarily go to that. But there, I think I think you're onto something, Mike. Where it doesn't feel, it feels like they wrapped it up a little bit too pretty, a little bit too easy. Everything seemed to work out, and there's un, unless you want to count, um, what's the creature's name in the in the water? Um, oh, the myth, mythosaur. Unless yeah. you want to count the mythosaur he's as the something. Spy. Yeah, he's the spy. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, he has one, he only has an eye patch too. He's like really shady. Um, <laughs> he's wearing sunglasses with an eye really patch. So watch out for him. Yeah. Um, like unless you want to count that as something that's like a quote unquote threat or something or or new or undiscovered or whatever. Everything else is just too neat. And I think, I think, I think that is something, Mike. I think there's something there where it's like I don't. There's no like emotional arc that comes to a crescendo. Like in that last episode, like the finale of the last season, yeah, right? that was so amazing. Yeah. It's just like I, I guess you don't the even setup... feel the same threat that they're going to lose. For like, me, yes. it was last yes yeah. when you they had kinda... their moment in the yeah. previous episode, and then this is just paying that off. Where it's like you're yeah. having Din give himself to Bo Katan. That's true. It's not necessarily just just this this forty minutes. It is kind of well, a and, part and one part two issue when you sure. go from a week to week format, and then yeah. you, you're not necessarily realizing it's two part finale because what happens in a lot of these, like in Game of Thrones, for example, sometimes you have a really big penultimate episode, and then the last one is just kind of wrapping, wrapping things up. Whereas we did get a lot of the meat and like the surprises in the spies, but then it was like. Okay, now the battle just has to play out. We're already in the middle of it. Yep. They didn't throw any. And there was uh, just, it's another, I don't know if it's, I can even call it a nitpick, but just my expectations that there was no um, post credit scene or a, another mention of like what we can expect in Ahsoka or whatever. It's just, right. It, did that hit you guys in any way or were you just like oh there was no post credits because I, I, I think the the one thing i was missing to, to yeah one, right? right 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 to sort of set up what the next year or year and a half is going to be before we see season four um especially with ahsoka the, the 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 one thing i was expecting even if everything else was the same was just like and this this goes to both your points mike with with the sort of lack of um uh tension maybe i guess you could call it and then ian like you're saying sort of either the final scene or a credit scene or something 
I think this could have played off if they would have just gone back to, I keep forgetting her name, the one that was the spy. Um, if they would have went back to her, oh, Kane. Kane. Kane, yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't know why I keep forgetting her name. If they would have went back to her at all in this episode, I think mm-hmm. could have done something, even if it was just brief at the end. And she was on like a call with, with a hologram with, I don't know, someone, you know, like just something simple that would have been like 20 seconds or something. I think that would have had something like, to go off of. Like, yeah, like they, they think like, cause Moff Gideon is, is basically done. Like I, I sure. really hope they, that he stays dead at this point. They had three yeah. seasons yeah. to take him down. Um, it's a pretty good death. It would, it it would have been cool though. Like you said, if they just like, you know, victory and all that, but it's just like a casual scene of her at the office carrying out her like, shitty like spy business and you're like okay she's still doing something you know what she, I mean? she puts like... yeah even that even something simple she puts down like a file like a folder and it has someone's name on it or has has the a logo on it or something that would give you like a little hint at at something that is either related to ahsoka whether she's in the show or whether there's any relation to it or not i don't know but just like it, something like that you know something to lead us into ahsoka or lead us into season four that would have been like oh shit she's such a threat and she is and i think she did a great job and i think that character uh those character moments that she was in and at every point were interesting to me at least bring her back like i don't i don't understand why she wasn't in this episode at all i i really don't understand that part um i don't know mike what do you think no i would love to see her too i would love to see something like maybe she was that was her plan all along and she had stolen the cloning some, you know and she was something yeah uh, now we're getting like somewhere that. because as much <laughs> as i as much as i don't want them to undermine like i think if you can bring moff gideon back like like the way that he was like even charred up whatever if you can bring that moff gideon back then it kind of undercuts everything they're doing with palpatine because he was right. able to come back you know what i mean mm-hmm. um however i will say there's a caveat here if they somehow made one of those clones maybe the one that opened his eyes saw grogu whatever if one of those clones survived and had dark force abilities that would be pretty impressive Ooh, that, that cool. reminds me I, I i like i like where you're going with that that reminds me okay so let, let's talk about grogu a little bit i think i don't mean to like completely jump off your yeah. point or anything ian but I, i'm gonna lose i'm gonna lose this because i already lost it no go for it in the last like two minutes um i half expected and this is just because Maybe I was searching for these stakes like you were talking about, Mike. And I just mm-hmm. I, I think I really I really agree with your point of like it just feels too easy um and too too pretty at the end. But I half expected when Grogu was using all his powers when the when the guards were attacking Din and they were in that room, I half expected him to do some sort of dark force power. Like force lightning or something. Light something. Any sick. whatever would be sort of like lightning, I think, is the most obvious one. So maybe it would be that even just like a spark on his hand or something, you know, it's just a little thing because he's not fully trained. He's young. We don't know that much about where he's going to be or where he came from. We know very little, just something small like that, I think would have been like, Oh shit. We have to watch out for him or, Oh, there's, you know, he's Ooh, not Darth Yoda, Dar- Darth Yoda, man, dude, Darth, <laughs> Darth Grogu would have been, would have been sick. Yeah. So like... I, I kind of wish that happened. But I Dave, don't, he I did don't mean... use a new force power, the heat shield. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> I is thought that of you. New? I thought we've seen that no, before. No, so that... so he's he's, oh, he's, he's been able to do before? force shields before, but he used it in, um, the, in the first or second. He season. passed out the last time. Yes. So now this is like a progression where he's not getting as tired now. He's, yeah. It, it, no one... His dark version of that would he he would absorb the fire and then shoot it back out. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. you're right. Very <laughs> Thanos move. Version. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it could have been cool if say like Din had to fight one of the last ones off screen or like in another room and then when he comes back to get the last guy the guy's just like crumpled in a corner and yeah you don't like know he's, why. he's like, like he's that. like in a ball like yeah like a little a little red yeah. ball <laughs> uh, that would have been pretty cool i think that there's something to mike's point made i think last time we talked about this that we don't know what grogu's destiny is we hope it's like a yeah. positive thing he's a mandalorian whatever but the fact that he's in tune with the force and not really training as a jedi means he is susceptible to the dark side. At some point, we could see a dark side Grogu. Um, a dark a Force Yoda, for example. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Wow. So, that, would be it, that would be pretty yeah. cool. I, uh, I had one more just overall thought. So you guys know how much I like the first two episodes of the show. I've said yep. it's my favorite Star Wars thing since the original trilogy. I think then the season finale, Ian's favorite episode is also my favorite episode. And I think it's because of what they've set up, they spent two seasons setting up the emotional arc. They really made you care about Din. They really made you care about Grogu and their relationship. They saw Din sort of his character develop into like this sort of cold bounty hunter, into sort of just wanting to get the job done and not not care about the child, to sort of adopting the child and thought like growing to love him and basically treat him like a son and then having to let him go because that's the best thing for him, right? Like that's a very it's a beautiful story. That's that's a really really nice arc to go on and on two seasons and it has this really emotional ending. And then you have season three, where it's like, what's what's the through line? What's the arc? I think I'm supposed to care about them taking back Mandalore, but I'm watching the end of it. I just I honestly don't give a shit about them taking back Mandalore. To be honest with you, I don't know why I'm supposed to care. I don't feel that same uh, payoff as I did for the first two seasons in the season two finale. So. I'm just yeah, like, it's just the thinking, fact that they're like, not really in the shadows season... anymore. Like they're an actual culture of people now. I know, as but I just don't just, like, uh, hiding in a covert somewhere. Like on I Navarro, just don't care yeah. nearly as much, right? Like the the, the the emotional through line of the season is pales in comparison to the first two. Right? Well, well, most most of the yeah, most of the Mandalore and Mandalorian culture stuff all happened this season. Like for the most part, I would say kind right? of rushed, I guess, but kind it, of like there's not as much time. There's not as much time, so I totally get it, that. In a story built in character and character development, watching someone yeah. grow and, and have that emotional payoff, like that's much more cathartic, much more enjoyable, and, and it's just like this other story yeah. they're trying to tell is just not hitting you the same way. That's For me, the felt. growth was with Bo- Bo-Katan. Like the the yeah. Din and Grogu stuff was kind of just side stuff like where she had the most like where she had to basically go on a similar journey that Din went on in the first two seasons well yeah it was it was a it was about her this season and and i'm okay with that i think she did like you said she did a great job i think the character's cool i i have you know me and mike have far less history with her i've, I've seen far less of of any of the animated stuff that she's been in uh mike has seen even less than that none so it, <laughs> yeah none of it so like you know, the, the it's sort of like me when I talk about like Game of Thrones, how I watched the entire series in like three months when other people, you know, had a 10 year investment in it. I can't really compare my experience with her 
and that character and that storyline with someone like like yourself, Ian. So it's it's of sort course. of hard to do that. Yeah. But I also understand what Mike's saying because I kind of have similar feelings. I I think it's cool, but did I have a raw raw go Mandalore moment at the end of this episode? No, not really. Yeah. Um. One you're just kind of watching it play out, and you're just yeah, I watched like, it yeah. played out, and I and I expected it to play out that way. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think there's mixed feelings about it in general. I, I think it's still, I think the episode and the season was still was still good, or the last two episodes, and and the season was still good and still enjoyed it. But I'm not walking away with this feeling the same way I did at the end of season two, and definitely not walking away it with the same excited, interested and invested feeling as it did when we finished Andor. Not even yeah. close. Not even close. And I know it's not the same show, not the same writers, the creative team, like all, all of that stuff is different. It's not supposed to be the same show, but I think that Andor is the best that that Disney Plus and Star Wars has been uh since since the last <laughs> Jedi. So I agree with you and I think Honestly, like this is unfortunate to say because I do think there is room in Star Wars for very many different genres, yes. different yes, styles. Yes, of course, of course. Which is like, what we visions, want. Visions, which is what we want. That right? Visions is proof of that. So yes. So, uh, but I will say also more visions coming soon. Eh? More visions Andor coming really soon. Has like elevated Star Wars to a point where like now my expectations overall are just like insanely high right of andor. <laughs> so, Unfair. I'm not, i was gonna say the same kind of thing that andor kind of ups the game kind of up well, the ante, and right? to that point it's like you wanted to see more Elijah kane and i did too and i think every time we saw kind of like this subterfuge or like the empire still lurking behind the scenes it felt like an andor episode to me like that, that yes episode, that that second with, episode uh, was... Elijah kane and dr Pershing. i think it was the third one so yeah uh, it was called the 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 convert that was um, um, that episode was amazing. That felt like an episode of Andor, like it was yeah. right up there with yeah. it, right? So, so yeah, there's a lot to enjoy from this season, and I think, like visually, we got some of the best stuff in Star Wars. We got some of the best stuff in the Mandalorian in this season. It's just that, yeah, it was cool. Story, maybe the arc didn't pay off as much for us as it did in season mm-hmm. two. Um, I still think that they can kind of use this as a reset to kind of now we know what Din and Grogu were up to. So they'll probably be off again for another two years and he'll show up in like Ahsoka maybe for a mission. He'll show up in like the skeleton crew for a mission while they're battling different factions of Imperial remnants. And then when he comes back, there'll be a new new story. Now I wonder what you guys hope to get out of a season four or where do you see things going? Yeah. So I think I don't know. (laughs) I think they should know, not be man. season four. It's <laughs> tough to imagine where they might go. This is yeah. I, I I think to to me personally, it feels like you know he talked about the outer rim. He sort of talked about the fact that that's just where he's gonna he's gonna sort of be like the rogue policeman or whatever. Mm. Um, I think that's where they'll go with it, and then it's potentially gonna be adventure of the week with some like tie-ins to whatever leads into episode nine I, and. Or sorry, episode seven. And I guess that's fine. I just store, I think, honestly, I think they wrote themselves into a little bit of a corner and they needed to set up something that left it open so that over the next year and a half for them to write and to produce the next season, they figure out how they want to link this to the sequel trilogy. And I and I honestly I think that's that's what they're doing here. I think that's why 
everything is just sort of in a nice little tight corner. Um, we're going to have stuff in between the next season and this that might, you know, sort of set things up a little bit. Ahsoka might be one of them. There might be something else, like you, like you mentioned, Ian. But I honestly, I think they're leaving it open-ended on purpose because they're not exactly sure how they're going to do it. This yeah. might not be the only show that links mm-hmm. to the sequel trilogy, but I but I think that they needed to sort of leave themselves open uh, for interpretation or whatever you want to call it. I'll, um, I'll tell you, I think, yeah. Dave, you'll agree with my, my point here, but like, I think you don't tell another season unless you have another character arc, character journey that you want to bring these characters on. But I think you've done that. They're fully formed characters now. You know what they are. They're this father and son team, and you just use them to pop up in other stories you know, pop up in the movie. Yeah, Unless but there's I, a I character reason to tell. Well, if there's a character reason to tell another story, there's something that he's trying to get across with these characters. And sure, but if it's just them going on adventures every week, then like you're just diminishing those first two seasons for me at that point, right? And yeah, that's a fair point. Want, yep. Yeah, I just want it to live like. Yeah, that that's, damage that's has been thing. done, so you would hope that they could use what they've established in the first. Well, two maybe there is some character bigger yeah. forces. I, yeah. I think I think what it is is I, th- I think you're right, Mike, that it, it could do that if that's the only direction they go. But I think, you know, they're going to make another season, regardless of how many episodes it is. I think it's going to be about what Gro- Grogu is, who he is and what's going on. I think that's what they have to focus on, because at this point, is he not more interesting? I think he is because he's so unpredictable. and We know so little about him. That it's going to be like, oh, how is he linked to whatever is happening, you know, in the next 10 years or something? I, I don't know. I, I'm i fine with it as long as, like you said, Mike, they have something to say. They're going to make the yeah. season. We're going to watch it and we're going to see yeah. what they do. But like, well, it could be not about them. It could be about someone else. And they could just I pop think it, ha- it has to be. It has I will to be say about I had them. a blast watching this yeah. show week to week. Like, I, I yeah, sure. With these same, episodes. same. I, I, like, um, I just. Yeah, something different would I would prefer more, I think. You know, like yeah. give me the Soka series, give me the skeleton crew, whatever that is. Like Yeah. I can I can, I can, be, I can let Mando and, and Grogu, you know, retire on their ranch and, and pop up here and there. That's, that's what I'm thinking. But if it's called the Mandalorian, it has to be linked to what happened this season, whether it's them yeah. or whether it's Bo Katan. So Yeah, you know that they're not gonna go uncontested. There's gonna be a fight for Mandalore at some point. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's gonna be I don't care about that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe you will. They're gonna force (laughs) you. Like they're gonna force they're gonna make sure. Show me why I should care. Please. (laughs) They didn't show you the mythosaur and then never use it. My my guess is that that's true. I don't know. Rogu still has to ride the mythosaur, so we still need that. We still need that. (laughs) <laughs> and you got you got a little bit of like him taming the rancor in Book of Boba Fett. And I think mm-hmm. that a lot of the stuff that we saw in Book of Boba Fett, as awesome as it was, would have paid off had they kind of stuck to it. I, I feel like they were trying to put them back together, but they were probably going to try and do it more organically until they got told, you better get him back. Well, he's <laughs> he's building towards a movie. He's building towards a movie now, right? So maybe yeah. there's another season and it's going to build towards a movie. Like, well, so that's what, what I was going to say. I don't, what in yeah. this season is building towards the movie? Like, like well, I, I don't really know great. like what details I necessarily want to see from a season four, but I do agree with you. I think that it's not going to go forever, so they're probably planning like four or five seasons, and I think the film is likely what they'll plan as like the finale for Din and Grogu's story, or at least Din. So you know what I mean? Like at least mm-hmm. whoever they perceive to be the Mandalorian, like they're going to try and wrap it up by that film. And our hope is that the film itself, being probably the 12th 
or I think maybe the Ray one, either one. We only have 11 films, so when another film comes out, we hope it's, you know, top five material, top three. Sure. We hope it's good enough, like Power, we said before, we hope we find a film that's good enough to crack the top three. Yes, let's do it. I would uh, love it. So, so you know, it's it's interesting. I don't want them to bring back Moff Gideon, like I said, unless it's a force. No, it, it just... It's um, fine. But uh, we're, it sounds like we're moving on to bigger and better things with Thrawn. Whether that's exclusive to the Ahsoka series, I don't know. Even though we already got the trailer, I would have liked to see even the Ahsoka trailer again as the post credit scene. I think even that would have been... Yeah, like, that's hey, a good guys, idea. Like, continue the story with this kind of thing. It's like the same that they did with Book of Boba. And, and, and not everybody is on top of all these trailers and releases and stuff. Like, I, you know... Like my wife's perfect example. She's not watching that trailer unless I show it to her. Not yeah, that yeah. she's not interested, and she's watching and all these shows. The with average, me. you know, the average Disney Plus user is probably your wife. Not, not, not like to be like, yeah, it's like fifty-fifty. Right? I would say, which is a yeah. lot of people, but it's not everybody. So you know, not to, not to sound like an entitled fan, and maybe they have a reason for not doing a a post-credit scene because maybe they wanted to feel like a final, like like season three had this complete arc from start to finish, and kind of has some room to breathe after that that could have been very well their reasoning but i think they've conditioned us to look for those and they provide that next excitement for what's to come uh with season two it teased the book of both fed and at the end of book of both fed there was a sequence i don't know if you recall this timothy oliphant so suggesting that cobb vanth is still alive so are we going to see him pop up at some point in the mandalorian or you know another next that's series? that's the one thing i was thinking like if they are doing this outer rim thing which Tatooine is part of that. Love just, to just, hear it. Love no, 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 but, but that's but that's where he was. That's where he was housed, right? That's yes, that's where 100%. they met him, right? Well, so, and that's where Boba is too. Exactly. So, I think I I would love to see his character back. I think we've all said that in the past. He yep. he does such a good job. He's perfect for that role. If him and Din team up again, because when they did, it was awesome. If even if it's for an episode or two on a different planet and stuff, that would be a great fun episode or two in the next season. Maybe not the point of it, but that would be yeah. a great sort of callback to, you know, three years prior and stuff. So I, I think there's things they can do, but, um, but I think you, I think you sort of hit the nail on the head there, Ian, where it's like, they're on to bigger and better things. And I think they're, they, they probably already have ideas as far as it being solidified. I don't know. I don't have confidence in the fact that they have, it a hundred percent solidified what they're going to do with these two characters, uh, and potentially even Mandalore and Bo Katan. If they're treating it know. more like the MCU these days, it's gotta be a little fluid as to how it all connects, right? And that's so, fine. That's yeah. fine. And we don't need to have it next year. We don't need to have it in two years. We can have it in four years. Just do it properly. And that's it. That's that's all we want, really. So Yeah, I um, agree with that. Yeah, and that's fine. Um I don't know. That that's where I leave it. I, I think for myself it, it was fun. But I, I am hard pressed to to uh, think that it's going to be like this perfect fourth season that's going to be like the greatest thing ever. So I, I don't know. We'll we'll see where it goes. But uh, but overall, I'm still liking the show. Um, it's just hard to go from Andor to this, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Andor has really sort of changed the game, hasn't it? Yeah, it really has, man. It really has. It's such an amazing job. So um, it's good. It'll push these other shows to kind of work hard to be quality. Like I hope so. Culture. I hope so. So um, yeah. So th- those are overall thoughts on uh, on Mandalorian season three has wrapped, um, and uh, we will for sure, at least in some capacity, whether it's on Patreon, whether it's here, whether it's both. Talk about Ahsoka when it comes out. We talked about mm-hmm. Visions when it was out previously. There's a new one of that coming out. That'll be fun to discuss as well. We'll sort of pick our favorites from that. And uh, mm-hmm. we also have um, our summer movie wager in the next few weeks, I would say, will be released on the feed where we choose what we think is going to be the 1 to 10 rank of domestic box office for the summer between may and uh early may and about mid-september and um that's a fun little uh thing we're gonna do and then also, is that eraser remake coming out <laughs> the eraser remake will definitely be top three um and uh and we also have more ninja turtles to watch and talk about as well uh so we're gonna move that uh forward in the next uh, couple of uh, weeks and months going forward until that time mike where we find our stuff so you can find us at Day Back In on social media. That's our handle, at Day Back In on almost all the social media platforms. And the podcast is called Back In My Day. You can find it on pretty much any podcast app, uh, Apple, Spotify, all the good ones. And we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Back In My Day, where you might hear us talking about the Ahsoka series on there. You might hear us talking about the Ninja Turtles movies on there. Um if we want to do anything extra because we are rewatching all the Ninja Turtles movies come uh, because of the new mutant mayhem movie coming at the end of the summer. So by the end of the summer, we'll rewatch all the Ninja Turtles movies. If you didn't hear us reviewing episode one or the first episode, one, the first Ninja Turtles movie, <laughs> uh, just go back and listen to that one. It's just a few episodes ago. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, gentlemen, thanks for joining me this evening and thanks everyone for listening. We will see you soon. Bye. Who's a bigger daddy, you or this man, Oscar Isaac? I'm a bigger daddy than him. I'm older than him.